On this Friday, after Ash Wednesday, let's pray with the reading from the Holy Gospel according to Saint Matthew, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Then the disciples of John approached Jesus and said, Why do we and the Pharisees fast much, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus answered them, Can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. The Gospel of the Lord. Lent is a narrow path. Life is a path. This is neither the first nor the last Lent we will live. We need to make it the most of it, as if it were our last, but we shouldn't believe that we need to do it all in 40 days and then go back to our old life. Lent is an awakening to conversion, to change, to listening, to reflection. Everything in this 40-day spiritual journey has been laid out so that in contemplating so much love from Jesus to us, we should realize there is much we need to change and pray for forgiveness. That is why Lent is a path of conversion, a path towards acknowledging that we strayed away from Jesus and the need to go back to Him again and again. Hence, the sign of the ashes on our foreheads in Mass this week. Ashes remind us where we come from and where we are headed. Ashes remind us we need to repair, with love, so much lack of love. It's clear to me that speaking about fasting these days can be difficult. Today's glimpse of the Gospel specifically deals with fasting, an age-old practice of the Church. It is out of fashion, and we priests, in order to sugarcoat it, prefer to imply that Jesus talked about something that is now outdated, or that it is something that no longer exists, or eventually choose to comment on another reading. One can always find excuses or arguments to suggest that Jesus was actually talking about something else, but it would be better to do the reverse and listen to what he says. Trust that it is true and good for us, and from then on try to live it in the spirit in which it was written each one their own way, however we can, without superficiality or pharisaism. As Pope Francis used to say, we sometimes water down the faith, and in the end it attracts no one, because nothing sets us apart from those who don't believe in Jesus. Jesus' invitation to live differently is what drives us to follow him. You will hear here and there that fasting is a spiritual practice, something having to do with the heart, something that won't involve the body, and that's why it's said that we have to fast from ourselves, from the things that drive us away from God, and so on. You may replace fasting with other things. That's fine, and it is true, after all, that fasting is not deprivation for the sake of deprivation but rather for an encounter with Jesus, for communion with Him, 
for more freedom and strength of will to love others. That's obvious. But is it possible to get to make a spiritual offering of ourselves without some healthy control over our body? We won't control our body or will if we don't learn to dominate what is most basic in our existence, food. That is why when you hear somebody say, rather than eat less meat or eat less or stop eating, it is better to abstain from using your tongue. It is better to speak less, and so on. They are telling the truth, because true fasting aims at that. That is the goal. But, after all, this is also a simplification of a half-truth, and it will finally lead us to do neither one thing nor the other. Honestly, if we sometimes have no control of our mouth when it comes to eating, do you think we will curve our tongue and not speak? To simplify things, to avoid fasting, we make it more complicated. We are a unit of body and spirit, and what touches the body touches the heart, and vice versa. We also learn to educate the heart from the outside, from our body. Let's think about these questions. If fasting was a liberating practice throughout the history of salvation, if all religions practice it, if Jesus himself fasted and spoke about it and recommended it, if fasting was practiced all along the history of the Church, and even today there are therapeutic fasting clinics to achieve purification, why are we so scared of it? Why are we so bent on sugarcoating it? Why do so many claim it is unnecessary? Why don't we trust the Word of God, of the Church, of the saints and of the Virgin who, in so many apparitions in the past century and today, keep inviting us to fast, we should think about it. Why do we Catholics seem to have lost the gift of fasting or fail to learn to fast with the body to be able to fast with the heart? Someone asked me once, Father, when Jesus talks about fasting, is he being literal? And the truth is, he is, indeed. I couldn't answer anything else. Jesus never uses figurative language to talk about fasting. He does speak about fasting. He never says, well, act as if you were fasting. Fast, but with the heart. Jesus talks about real fasting, about the voluntary deprivation of food to be able to meet him. Fasting makes sense today because Jesus has been taken away from us. He isn't physically with us. Faith tells us Jesus is present in the Eucharist and in our brothers and sisters, but to be able to find him it is necessary at some point to learn to give up what is most basic to enter into communion with him until he comes again forever while we love others. That is why fasting is necessary before receiving the Eucharist. It is a sign that He is our true nourishment. It is as if we were saying, I wish to empty myself of what fills me up to receive you and let you into my heart. Fasting connects us with ourselves and opens us up to others, to Jesus, because it prevents us from being enslaved 
by the most basic things in life if we do it out of love. Try real fasting, out of love, putting your heart into it. The Church recommends fasting every Friday in Lent, the way Jesus wants it, not like the Pharisees. Try fasting to give time and love to others. Try fasting and becoming the owner of your own will. Try fasting without anyone noticing. Try following this recommendation of Jesus because one does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. May we have a good day and may the blessing of our merciful God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain with us forever.